thank you for, for joining me for a refreshed Bible study. Uh, we'll get started with the service just one moment, but for the moment, let's go ahead and review the announcements for this week in this short three-minute video. Good evening, it's Pastor Raph, and I want to welcome you to Refresh Bible Study. Hope you guys are having a great day today. Uh, and everything I'd like for you to go ahead and take a moment, if you haven't already, to uh, share the broadcast with someone, tag a friend. Uh, also, hashtag live if you're watching live, or hashtag uh, replay if you're watching replay, and let us know where you're listening from. Uh, we know that there's many different places that you can go for the word, but we think that you choose thankful that you choose FOC for your work. We are good ground and we got great teachings. So we, we are appreciative of you joining us tonight. Uh, let me get a few announcements out of the way real quick. Uh, 
service times. Uh, FOC weekly services will start on Monday at noon with Mindset Monday with Pastor Sean. Uh, that's on her personal, I mean, her professional Facebook page at SeanStrickland.com. I mean, Sean Strickland on Facebook. On Tuesday night, we have prayer on the FOC page at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. On Wednesday nights, we're here for Refreshed Bible Study, both on the uh, FOC page and my personal page as well. And then on, uh, Sunday, on Sunday mornings at 9.30, we have Kristen Valley Worships. Uh, and this Sunday will be the first Sunday. We'll be streaming her live on her professional page, which is Kristen Valley Worships, as well as the FOC page. So starting this Sunday, you'll be able to join the uh, Kristen Valley for worship, and then you won't have to log off because we'll all be doing it from our StreamYard account. So it'll be seamless this coming Sunday. So make sure you join us for that. Uh, and then don't forget about Victory Zone, which is our uh, kids program for ages uh, uh, three to about 12. And those uh, videos and things like that can be accessed on our website at focchurch.com. Or you can subscribe to our YouTube page that was involved, uh, included in the uh, video, intro video. And then on Thursdays, uh, Ms. Santresa this week is a teacher. She's going to be leading our night group in uh, a Zoom Bible study. And that can also be found on our website at FOC Church. Uh, dot com. Just click the menu button, BZ Ignite, and then you'll be able to uh, have your team join in on uh, Victory Zone. All right. Uh, and I put these banners in here, but I don't know where I put them. So uh, I had banners for y'all got for you, for you, but I don't know. I'm not sure where they all are, but we're not going to worry about it. So those are announcements for tonight. Uh, let's see. We're six minutes in, so let's get started. Uh, so that we can get done. And we'll have a few more announcements along the way. All right. So, Father God, we thank you for today. We thank you for watching over us and keeping us. We thank you that you are Lord. We thank you that regardless of what we see in our nation, regardless of what we see in the capital, regardless of what we see, God, we will always choose love for you have chosen love. We thank you that right now that our words, the words that we speak, God, are words that come from you. God, we thank you that our attitudes, our minds, our our uh, opinions all align with your word. We cast down every thought, imagination, word, uh, a thought of other people that's contrary to what you will have us to have. We thank you that we're com in complete alignment and agreement with your word, Father. Therefore, you advance us to the places that you'll have us to go. God, we thank you that the word that will come forth tonight, God, we thank you that it will help grow us up in who you are, and that we'll be able to produce more of your character, more of your integrity, more of your glory in this earth. We thank you that we know that you are who you said you are, God, and we trust you that your word can be uh, trusted. We thank you that we are exactly who you have called us to be, and we know that we have become that because of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Tonight, we grow up. Tonight, we become more like you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So tonight, we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to talk about with the word, the word makes me unstoppable. As we go into 2021, we have, uh, I'm not going to say several words because they all align, but we have two scriptures. We have the scripture from the prophecy, which is 1 Corinthians 15 and 58. And then we have the scripture from the last couple of weeks messages, which is uh, Psalms 126 verses 5 through 6 out of the message translation. And it says that those who planted their crops in despair 
were shall raise at the harvest. So those who went off with heavy hearts would come home laughing with armloads of blessings, right? Armloads of blessings. So that's that's the word. And then 2021, Pastor told us that this is a year of release. What's going to be released to you? Arm loads of blessings. Not only are we going to receive a whole lot of things, or things are going to be released to us, but we're also going to release a whole lot of things. What are those things that we're going to release? Doubt, insufficiency, poverty, uh, fear, discouragement, despair. Those are all things that we're going to be releasing. All right. And so this is your year to, to get everything that God has for you. This is not your year to cave in. It's not your year to quit. It's not your year to observe the water or the wind. It's not your year to look at the economy or look at your job. This is the year that you stay focused on the word of God. This is the year that you speak what God has said. This is the year that you have history to repeat itself in your life. And so the Go ahead and make this uh, confession. Say like, this is 2021 will be my best year yet. Why? Because we're still in the year. We're still in the season of harvest. This is still your time to expect God to, for good things to happen. But what do we talk about these last few weeks? Obedience is going to matter, right? It's going to matter which that you obey God. And so tonight we're going to talk about how the word makes you unstoppable. So it doesn't matter what 2021 brings your way. It doesn't matter if there's another strain of COVID. It doesn't matter if there will be more layoffs. It doesn't matter what your bank account, because when you have the word of God operating in your life, it makes you unstoppable. There's nothing that can stop you when you allow the word of God to be manifested in your life. When you speak that word, when you believe that word, when you apply that word into your life, then the word will bring back to you what it was designed to bring back to you. So 2021 will be my best year yet. Amen. So when God created us, he created us to have dominion. He created us to multiply. He created us to do replenish and to be fruitful. Right. Those are the things that the Lord desired for us. And that's what he told Adam in the beginning. He created us to rule the world and he created us to be kings in earth and he created us to be unstoppable. In the beginning, when Adam was created, Adam was king of the earth. In the same way, God has made us kings of the earth. God has made us rulers and to have dominion and authority, right? And so we have to walk into that. It says, you make this confession, say, I am not ordinary. I'm not ordinary. You are an extraordinary being made by the most perfect God and and it has, and you have the indwelling of God's spirit on the inside of you. You are not ordinary. You're not an everyday run-of-the-mill type person. You are a child of God. You have the power of God, and you are God in this earth. And there is no enemy in hell that can stop you from receiving the promises that God has for you. There is nothing can stop you from walking into your destiny. And this year, nothing will stop you from releasing and having things released to you. You're not ordinary. And because so many times we think that we're ordinary, that's why we begin to look at issues and we, we, we look at tackling those from an ordinary position. We look for buying houses from an ordinary account. We look at having marriages from an ordinary uh, standpoint of just being an ordinary husband, an ordinary ordinary wife. We look at ourselves as being, if you look at yourself as being an ordinary parent, that's not who you, you are with the indwelling 
uh, presence of the Holy Spirit, you you are a supernatural being who has a capacity to speak a thing and then declare that it's so and it becomes so. Why? Because the same power that Adam had when he named the animals, you have that same power dwelling on the inside of you. So when something looks like Anything you don't want it to look like, you got to begin to say something different. You got to begin to agree with the word. You got to begin to say what God has said concerning that situation. You don't stop at because like, oh, I'm just a, a parent. I'm just a single mother. How can I do that? No, baby, you are the you have the supernatural indwelling power of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, giving you the ability to, to raise your kids, even if you're a single mother. Don't use it. I'm just, no, you're not just a single mother. You are a child of God with the supernatural indwelling spirit of the Holy Ghost, giving you the power to get all things done, giving you the wisdom to know all things, giving you the ability, ability to have provision in every, every area. You are not ordinary, right? So, so if we were together, I'll have you make this confession. I'll have you say, with the word, I am unstoppable. With the word, I am unstoppable. Go ahead and type that. With the word, I am unstoppable. God has given me all the power I need to conquer all things. There is nothing too great for God's word that lives on the inside of me. I am a champion. I experience victory every day of my life. Poverty, lack insufficiency, sickness, divorce, depression, all are defeated by my confession. My confession builds a hedge of protection around my life, and it enables me to conquer all things. No weapon formed against me shall prosper because the word makes me what? Unstoppable. You got to watch your words. You got to know that your confession is going to build a hedge of protection around your life and enable you to conquer, conquer all things. It, it does matter what you say. It does matter what you what, what what's coming out your mouth because what's coming out your mouth is what's indwelling, what's in your heart in abundance, right? So, man, you may be thinking, well, if the word makes me unstoppable, then why don't I see in the earth everything that God has shown me, right? Why don't I see it? The answer is very simple. You don't take God serious. So many times we don't take God serious. We don't believe the word. We, we don't obey the word and we don't know the word. The Bible tells us that he wants us to study the word over in Joshua 1 and 8. He says, meditate on the word both day and night. Uh, observe to do according. Was, I mean, yeah, meditate on the word so that you may observe to do according to all that's written therein so that you may make your way prosperous and have good success. So the meditation on the word of God isn't for God, it's for you. Because how can I say anything if I don't know anything? How can I say anything if I don't believe it? I mean, because here's the thing, you're not going to say anything that you don't believe. And a lot of times when we begin to make affirmations, we begin to confess the word, what we're doing is we're getting that word on the inside of us. That's why you need to listen to your word all the time. That's why you need to meditate on the word all the time. God isn't trying to, to, to make your life miserable. What he is trying to do is get his word in abundance in your heart so that in every situation, what comes out of you and when pressure strikes is the word. What comes out of you in situations is the word. Why? Because when I speak the word, it causes things to change. Because that's because when I speak the word, it causes things to change. 
Now, if you remember, we talked about last week uh, when Jesus went to his hometown, uh, he wasn't able to do many works, right? Why wasn't he able to do many works? Y'all remember from last week? Yeah, he he, he wouldn't be able to do many works because of their faith. But why didn't they faith work? They faith didn't work because they didn't honor God. And so many times we are not seeing what God desires for our life because we choose to dishonor God. And then when we choose to dishonor God, just like when he was there with his in his hometown, he's not able to do many works. And a lot of times in our life, we are seeing little things. We seeing trinkles here and trinkles there and, 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 and little things happening. But that's not what God wants you to do for you, because God says that in John 10 and 10, that he says that when I come, I come that you may have life and that life more abundantly. There's not God isn't meant for money to trinkle, trinkle in. Your marriage shouldn't be trinkling in improvement. Your kids should be trinkling in, in their achievement and their obedience. God is a God of abundance. And so when we are in faith and when we honor God and we obey God, then we release him to do what he was designed, what he has already done. We release the word and the word brings to us the finished work. All right. So today I will live by the word. Today I'll take God seriously. Today I will choose to trust God because trusting God is a choice. Um, when we are talking about the word makes us unstoppable, you got to understand this. The word is all that you need. The word is all that you need. The word is all that you need. All right. So the word is all that you need. It is what makes us unstoppable and limitless. But without the word, you are limited, finite, and and you can be stopped. The word gives you the ability to supersede things. All right. So let's talk about this. So when I choose to operate in the word, and we're going to put scripture on this, uh, when I choose to operate in the word, it, it gives me the ability to supersede anything in the earth. The word gives me the ability to supersede time. The word gives me the ability to supersede the economy. The word gives me the ability to supersede what doctors say. The word gives me the ability to supersede uh, what my body is telling me, the word gives you the ability to supersede all those things, right? Because what the word does is put super on top of your natural. So when, when I come to the end of me, that's when God can start. But as long as I try to take care of the situation myself, as long as I try to figure it out myself, then what I begin to do is make my own self my idol and I make myself responsible for ensuring my own well-being. But when I choose to put all my weight on God, when I choose to cast my cares on him, when I choose to take up his word when he said that he loved me and he'll care for me and he'll be by my side, when I choose to to pick up the word and say that he'll be my provider, he'll be my comforter, he'll be my helper, then I have the ability to put all the weight on God and God has to honor his word. Why? Because God can be trusted, right? In Matthew 14, 22, it says this, then Jesus made the followers get into the boat. He told them to go to the other side of the lake. He said he would come later. He stayed there to tell everybody they could go home. After Jesus said goodbye to the people, he went up into the hills to pray. He was late and he was there alone. It was late and he was there alone. By the time the boat was already a long way from shore, since the wind was blowing against it, the boat was having trouble because of the waves. Between three and six o'clock in the morning, Jesus' followers were still in the boat. Jesus came to them and said, he was, uh, 
I mean, Jesus came to them. He was walking on the water. When they saw him walking on the water, it scared them. It's a ghost, they said, screaming in fear. But Jesus quickly spoke to them. He said, don't worry. It's me. Don't be afraid. Jesus said, come, Peter. Then Peter left the boat and walked on the water. Peter said, if it be you, Lord, tell me to come. And Jesus said, hey, come. And Peter left the boat and walked on the water. But while Peter was walking on the water, he saw the wind and he saw the waves. He was afraid and began sinking into the water. He shouted, Lord, save me. And then verse 31, it says, then Jesus caught Peter with his hand. He said, your faith is small. Why did you doubt? After Peter and Jesus were in the boat, the wind stopped. Then the followers in the boat worshiped Jesus. And he said, you are really the son of God. Check this out. In 2021, there will be wind. In 2021, there will be waves. But the question is, what will you focus on? Here we have Peter who was able to step out on the word. A word was all that Peter needed. And see, you're thinking that you need money. You're thinking you need uh, healing. You're thinking you need, not that you don't need money, not that you don't need healing. You're thinking you need resources. And that becomes your focus. Your focus must be the word of God. It isn't the money that makes you unstoppable. It isn't the healing that makes you unstoppable. It isn't the power, the authority that makes you unstoppable, but it's the word of God. And that's why he tells us in Matthew 6 and 33 to seek ye first the kingdom of God. What's the kingdom of God? God's way of thinking and God's way of doing things. And as long as we stay focused on the word, as long as we stay focused on God, then it doesn't matter what the wind is doing. It doesn't matter what the waves are doing because we have the ability, the word has the power and encapsulated within a word from God is all the power you need for it to come to pass in your life. i say that again, encapsulated in a word from God is all the power you need to overcome whatever may need to be overcome in order for you to experience the thing that God told you you can have. What did God tell Peter he can have? Peter, He told Peter he could have presence with him. So what was preventing Peter from having presence from him? It was the water. So he said, God, if it be you, tell me to come. And Jesus said, come. And based on the word, Peter was able to overcome gravity, right? To overcome the laws of gravity, to overcome the laws of buoyancy in order to come and see God. Why? Because when you have a word from God, it makes you unstoppable. It doesn't matter what your bank account, it doesn't matter what your body say, it doesn't matter what the economy is doing, it doesn't matter what's going on in Washington, D.C. right now, it doesn't matter if you get a stimmy or no stimmy. You are not defined by those things, baby. You have to, the word of God must be, become the thing that defines me. And so Peter stepped out of the boat, and as long as he was focused on Jesus, as long as he focused on the word, when he made, gave the word first place, in his life, every step that he took gave him the ability to overcome the laws of gravity and buoyancy, right? It gave him the ability to overcome nature. You thinking because you're a credit score, you can't get a house. You thinking because you didn't graduate college that you can't get the job. You thinking because you don't have you don't have enough sense that you, the words that you yeah you minimizing yourself because you think that because you are not educated because you didn't graduate high school or you did graduate high school you're minimizing yourself because you think that the words you have to say don't matter. Baby, if God didn't think you mattered, you wouldn't be here. But the fact that you are here is indication that you matter. So don't minimize what God tells you to say on Facebook, what God tells you to say to your family, what God tells you to say to your friends. You got to 
follow the word of God. So a word released from the word, watch this, released him from containment. The word released him from containment. You want to know how you're going to get out the situation? You want to know how you're going to get it, renew your mind? You want to know how you're going to take control of those suicidal thoughts? You want to know how you're going to do all those things? The word of God releases you from containment. Peter was contained by gravity. He was contained by buoyancy. He was contained by those things. But a word of God inside of it is encapsulated everything you need to ensure that it comes to pass. Amen. So the word when spoken changes everything needed to give you the ability to accomplish what he said. You have to choose what you will observe. Will you observe other people? Will you let the, their opinions? Because you know the people in the boat like, Peter, don't do it. Peter, you're going to drown. Peter, it's because we ain't talking about in the middle of calm water. We're not talking about in the middle of just pretty summer day. We're talking about in the middle of a storm with waves and wind, right? He's like, Peter, like, 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 are you going to really go out there and give your tithes this year? You know you need to say that. Are you really going to give that offering? Are you really going to apply for that job? Are you really going to go after that house? Are you really chasing out the healing? Are you really doing these things? You know nobody in your house ever had a good marriage. You know nobody, I mean, in your family has never had a good marriage. You know nobody in your family ever graduated college. You know nobody has... Are you going to believe the opinions of other people? You need to tame your team. That's what Pastor Evan told us. You need to be surrounded by people who are going to encourage you uh, to go after what God has said, right? And so what are, what are those other ways and ways and when that, uh, that we experience? Circumstances, right? Your circumstances only limit you if you look at them. My circumstances only limit me if I look at them. My circumstances only limit me if I look at them. So if I don't look at my circumstances, then I won't be limited as long as I look at God. Why? Because the word of God gives me the ability to be unstoppable. I know it's simple. I know I keep saying it over and over, but here's the thing. I told Aiden to take out the trash. He didn't take it out. I told Aiden to take out the trash. He didn't take it out. He kept hearing the word, but because he didn't act on the word, then the action that needed to be taken for him to get what I wanted to give him didn't come to pass. So many times we come to church and we hear Pastor Edwin, we hear Pastor Sean, we hear Pastor Chris, you hear me or you hear another somebody else talking about the word. But here's the thing, don't despise repetitive teaching. The same word that Aiden heard me say, take out the trash six times, he never took out the trash. A lot of times you hearing the same word because you ain't done the one thing that God has told you to do. You ain't obeyed the word. You haven't taken him seriously. You haven't focused on him to the point that his word is bigger than your circumstances. His word is bigger than the sickness. His word is bigger than anything else in your life. And so until you apply the thing and you do the thing, then we don't need to move on from to a different word. So, and I love this from Sunday. Pastor Edwin said, comparison opens the door for doubt. In the year release, do not allow comparison. Because we're talking about Peter and he observed the waves. He observed the wind and he began to sink. Why? Because he took his eyes off the word. So, don't let comparison be your wind and your ways in 2021. Don't let other people um, advancing. Don't let other people being promoted. Don't let other people uh, 
happenings cause you to compare yourself because Pastor Edwin said on Sunday that comparison opens the door for doubt. It doesn't matter what has happened to everyone else. Don't let comparison cause you to doubt God. Don't let comparison cause you to feel like God ain't heard you. Don't let because just because somebody else got their house right now and you ain't got it yet, don't let comparison cause you to uh to to not to to waver in your believing. Don't let the comparison that somebody else caused you to doubt God. God is a God that can be trusted. And just because it didn't happen for you at that moment doesn't mean it's not going to happen. The fact that God told you it's going to happen is indication that it's already happened. And what your faith is doing is moving you into alignment until you've been able to receive what God has for you. So comparison will not be a well. So I declare now in the name of Jesus that comparison will not be an open door in your life that will cause you to doubt the uh, doubt God or doubt his word. Because comparison will stop you in your tra traps. It will kill your faith because it will take your eyes off God and put your eyes on man, right? So we got to understand that we will not allow those things to steal from us, right? So Peter used the word as a hedge. In his ears, he only heard the word come. And as long as we focus on the word, we'll be okay. Job 1 and 10 says this. Have you not put a hedge around him? And this was God talk. This is that talking about Job. When we use the word of God, the word of God puts a hedge around us to keep us safe. In Numbers 20, 23, it talks about Balaam and Bat. I think I'm Balak. Uh, I may pronounce it wrong, right? Uh, but anyway, in Numbers 23, because in, in, in a year of release, don't get it twisted. Don't get worried. Don't be worried about people. Don't be worried about your boss. Don't be worried about the hiring committee. Don't be worried about the people at the bank. Don't be worried about family, because I want to tell you that no person can stop you because God has called you blessed. If you look at the Numbers 23, Balaam was the king uh, of the Moab. I mean, Balak was king of Moab and he called for Balaam because Balaam was a guy that hears God. And he's like, hey, if Balaam curses them, they'll be cursed. And if Balaam blesses them, they'll be blessed. So Balak was like, look, I got some haters. I got too many people around me and I need them gone. So he goes and builds these altars to God and everything. And he says, Balaam, go hear from God and so that you can curse these people. Right. And so Balaam goes. Uh. Balaam sees the altars and he goes away and uh, hears from God and Balaam comes back and like, uh, God said that these people are blessed. And because these people are blessed, there's no word I could put on to them to curse them. And Balaam was like, well, hold up, I brought you here to curse them. Now, why are you blessing him? And he did it not one time, he did it not two times, but three different times, he tried to get Balaam to put his mouth on a bless on the blessed people of God. And, and but he couldn't do it. Balaam was like, no matter how hard I try, no matter what I do, I can't curse what God has blessed. And so you've been so focused on other people, but people can't curse you because God has already blessed you. In the year 2021, the year of release, there is no person that can stop the release, but you, but you, you're the only person through disobedience can stop the release from being manifested in your life. Not people, not circumstances. We already got Peter who's overcome gravity. Anything natural, the word can overcome. We already got the word of God calling the children of Israel blessed and a man trying to call them cursed. And the Balaam coming back, I can't curse what God is blessed. No man can curse what God is blessed. So when I 
hide myself behind the word, when I make the word the focus in my life, it makes me unstoppable. Why? Because people can't stop me and the earth can't stop me. When I hide under the word of God and I confess it in my mouth and I believe it in my heart, then everything that I have must come to pass because nobody can stop it. Why? Because I'm unstoppable. And, and we're just seeing the beginning of it. I think about the the, the uh, scholarship, man. How how it just started as a trinkle. It, Pastor Evan put his faith out there. He obeyed God, and and it, and, and people are like, how y'all doing that? How, I mean, you don't even got money. You don't even got your own uh, building. You, you're in a hotel. All these contradicting words, right? But it didn't matter what they had to say. Why? Because God had already ordained it. And what God has already ordained, it doesn't matter what man has to say about it. It doesn't matter if man don't think you're smart enough. It doesn't matter if man don't think you can get it done. It doesn't matter the traditions that have taken place in your family. Baby, if God say your marriage can be whole, it can be whole. I don't care if your mama got divorced, your grandma got divorced, your great granny got divorced, and her grandpa got divorced. If God said that your marriage can be whole, it can be whole. If God said you could be healed, you could be healed, but you got to take your eyes off the wind. You got to take your eyes off the wave and you got to keep the word of God planted in your mouth and it must come out of your, your I mean, planted in your heart. It must come out of your mouth and you got to believe what you're saying, right? So so, uh, so the hedge, we, we build a hedge around ourselves by using the word of God. And what that hedge does, it keeps the serpent from attacking. In Ecclesiastes 10, it tells us that when the hedge is down, the serpent will bite. In other words, when I take my eyes off the word of God, when I stop confessing what the word said, when I stop believing what the word says, then I give the serpent, I give the 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 uh the enemy an opportunity to come in to steal kill and destroy why because we talked about that sin comes with pre-packaged consequences so when i take my word when i take my eyes off god and i take the hedge down what i begin to encounter is those pre-packaged consequences because if i'm not focusing on god then i'm focusing on something that's not of god which is anything that's not of god is sin Anything that's not done in faith is sin. And so if I'm and where, where does faith start? Faith starts where the will of God is known. So if I don't got a word of God about doing whatever I'm doing, I'm not operating in faith. Therefore, I'm operating in sin. The hedge is down. Therefore, the enemy can come in and bite. He can come steal. He can come steal and he can come destroy. So what I have to do is choose to believe the word above all else. Go ahead and make that confession. Say, I believe the word of God. I believe the word of God. So what does that word believe mean? Because we say that word a lot, but what does that word believe mean? In the Greek, it means to be convinced of something, right? It means to be convinced of something. I'm sorry. I was trying to make sure I could see y'all's com comments. So it means to be com convinced of something, to give credence to, to trust. That word believes means to be fully persuaded. No, so this is what I feel like God was telling us. He says, no more waiting in the water and playing close to the pool. No more waiting in the water and playing close to the pool. So many of us, and we'll talk about it in a second. What time? We'll talk about it in a second because we'll probably just go next week. Um, 
you, you, you're in a kiddie pool when God has called you to the deep because you're choosing not to take God seriously. You're choosing not to be convinced of it. You're not convinced that God wants to do it in your life. You're saying, oh God, I believe you, but all your actions say something different. Look at your actions. Look at your words. Look what's coming out of your mouth because what's coming out of your mouth and what and how you're behaving is indication whether you believe God or not. So, so we say we believe, but does our mouth say we believe? Does our actions say that we believe? Because those are indicators, those are litmus tests to determine whether we believe God or not. Because when I believe God, I'm fully persuaded. When I believe God, I have no plan Bs. So if you got a plan B right now, you ain't believing God. If God told you that the year 2021 is the year release, and if God told you that this is the year that you're going to be able to take a, uh, to, let's see, to be able to get a job that pays you six digits, right? But you're not applying for a job, you're not believing. And you're like, thank you, God, that I got a job paying six digits. But you ain't applying for not one job. Thank you, Lord. I declare right now in the name of Jesus that I, I make at least six digits. You ain't even touched up your resume. So, so, so what you're saying is just words out your mouth. You're not even affirming. You're not confirming because in your heart, you don't believe it. How do I know you don't believe it? Because your actions don't correspond to your, your faith because your, your actions are indication of what you believe. The fact you haven't applied for a job is indication that you don't believe your job is out there. The fact that you ain't applied for the house, the fact that you ain't coming up with plans, the fact that you, you, you're not, uh, uh, looking for more money. You're not going to the mailbox expecting. The fact that you're not gaining new knowledge on how to invest are all indications that you're not trying to come up out of this money thing. That If I'm believing God, if God, get, if God gives me a word, then I can expect that God is going to give me a plan of action, right? God is not going to just tell you that, hey, this is your year release and not tell you how to receive those things. He's not going to just tell you why, because God is a God of details. He's going to give you a plan of action. He's going to give you wisdom. He's going to ensure that you show favor, right? He's going to perform miracles in your life if you need that to happen. And then he's going to give you the strength to endure until change comes. But when I get a word from God, I got to believe that word. And when I believe that word, not only do I think about that word, not only is it planted in my heart and it comes out of my mouth in abundance, but my actions correspond to what God has said. All right. So that's what it means to believe. All right. So. And, and a lot of us don't believe God because honestly, if you just be honest, you don't think God will come through for you. Honestly, if you just if you just be, if we just being real, you're ashamed of God. And let's talk about that. In Jeremiah 1 and 12, it says this. Then the Lord said to me, you have seen well, for I am watching over my word to perform it. The Lord was telling the Jeremiah, he's like, look, yeah, you, 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 you heard me right right? He's like, yeah, you heard right. You've seen well. I am watching over my word to perform it. Why? Because I am a God that stands by my word. I am that I am, right? I swore by myself. I bless you. That, that's the God that we're serving. He says in Jeremiah 1 12, I am watching over my word to perform it. Philippians 1 and 6, he said, is it not he that has begun a good work in you? Will he not finish that work, right? Because why? God will come through. And if we want to really get technical about it, God already came through. You got to understand that when God created earth, it says in the beginning, when God created earth, before the earth was formed, he knew us, right? When God created everything and creating everything, he put everything in the earth that we needed, 
um, we, we were born uh, already. We were already created. God gave us everything that we need. He, he mapped out the path that he wanted us to go on. That's why he says, I know before you was formed in the womb of your mother, right? I knew thee, right? He knew us. And so what happened was when the enemy came to the earth, he destroyed things, right? And so what God did was made there be light, right? He, he did all those things in Genesis 1 in, the, in those seven days. Uh, and then he put Adam in the earth and he told Adam to subdue, replenish, multiply and have dominion. And he told Adam that in, he's like, Adam, I'm going to scoop up some dirt. And he said, Adam, whatever you call it, that's what it's going to become. Why? Because when God created the earth, he was done. He put man in the earth to govern over the earth. And so with, within the power of our mouth, we have power to create with our words. That's why we said, you, I, I mean, uh, uh I laugh because something came to my mind. When kids were growing, when I was growing up, I hear adults say about kids, dang, they bad. Them bad kids. I mean, and what happened was they grew up to be mischievous, law-breaking adults. Why? Because the words spoken over their life caused fruition. It brought forth fruit. So what kind of words are you speaking? I mean, it doesn't matter what what your kids look like, right? You always got to be com confessing the word. But that's just a simple example. You're going to be just like your daddy. And guess what the kid ended up doing? Being just like their daddy because of the word spoken. And so Adam had that power. And he named it. And so what happened is what we are doing is trying to get history to repeat itself. That's why we get born again. Why? Because the original us when God created us, we are saved and full of the spirit, just like Adam. But when, when sin came, then we lost that. And so that's why we get born what again? We're, we're, get, we're getting born again. We're being able to have the indwelling spirit dwell on inside of us again, the way that God intended for it in the beginning. So what am I saying, Ralph? Everything, I said all that to say this, everything that you ever needed, everything that you ever desired, everything that God has for you has already been created. It's not trying to be created. See, you fool yourself by saying, I'm waiting on God. No, you're not. You're not waiting on God. God's done. You waiting on yourself to agree. You're waiting on yourself to align so that you may be advanced. You're not waiting on God. There's no waiting on God. God is finished. Just God didn't bring those animals to, that dirt to Adam and be like, uh, okay, I call this. No, he says, you call it. And so the question is, what, what dirt do you have? What are you calling it? I know the situation doesn't look good, but what are you calling it? Are you calling it for what you see in the earth? Are you calling it for what the word says? Are you calling for what you see by your circumstances? Are you calling it for what the word says? Are you calling it based off the waves and the wind? Are you calling it by what the word says? You frame your world by the words you speak. That's good, mother. You frame your world by the words you speak, but you got to trust God. And if you're ashamed of God, you won't speak his word. If you're ashamed of God, you won't say what God has said. Why? Because God needs your permission to finish it. God needs your cooperation. He can't do in the, He can't do anything in the earth without a partner. So I choose to partner with God when I choose to pick up his word and I choose to embed it in my heart until it overflows out my mouth and my actions correspond to what I'm believing. And then I will see what I've already seen. What do you mean you see what I've already seen? Because faith is now. I'm not waiting to be a millionaire. I'm not waiting to be a, a, a benefactor for the kingdom. I'm not waiting to be healed. I am already those things. Why? Because it's already finished in the kingdom. 
And here's your scripture for that. Psalms 115 and 16 says, the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth has he given to the son of man. The earth has he given to the son of man. So if you don't like what you're seeing, change what you're saying. If you don't like what you're seeing, change what you're saying, because your words will either stop you or your words will cause you to progress. Your words will either stop you or your words will cause you to progress. But God, I mean, but you're not waiting on God. God is waiting on you. You're not waiting on health. You're not waiting on prosperity. You're not waiting on a good merit. I mean, uh, any of that, that is waiting on you. All right. It's waiting on you. And as long as your mindset is thinking that you're waiting on it, you feel like that you don't got to do nothing. But that's wrong. It's waiting on you. When somebody's waiting on you, you get an urgency about picking them up. Like I told Pastor Evan, I was like, hey, dad, I got you. I'll pick you up from the mall at five o'clock. Right. And it's 455. And I told him I'll pick them up. Then I'm going to be urgent in my efforts to get there. Right. But when somebody's waiting on somebody else, when you're waiting on something, sometimes you take the mentality of, I just sit down and I look. But baby, this isn't the time to be sitting down and observing. Why? Because the manifestation is waiting on you. You need to be active in your participation and receiving what God has already said. You need to be active in that, all right? And so what makes us unactive is when we allow uh, pride to get in the way. And I'm not going to talk about pride. It's in my notes. You can go back and listen to that message. But what happens is Adam lost his authority because he lost focus of the word, kind of like Peter with the wind and the waves. Adam let the enemy talk him out of what God had already promised him. Adam already had the rights. Adam's going to live forever. Adam's going to be ruler of the earth. Adam had everything at the, his fingertips. But what he did, he allowed the enemy to contradict the word of God. So so your waves and your winds say, hey, this, I know that Pastor Edwin and Pastor Sean at OFOC Church talking about this, this is your year of release. I know that they're talking about this is season of great harvest. I know they're talking about arm loads of blessings, but you, you see your bank account, right? You, you, you see your, you was laid on your car note, right? You see that over, you see that overdue payment bill in there, right? And, and so what he's trying to get you to do is contradict the word. Why? Because if he can get you to contradict the word of God, what he's going to do is create space for you to reject that word. So you're like, oh, I do got bills. Oh, I do got my bank account is negative. So what you're doing is creating space to reject the word. And when I reject the word, I render the word powerless. And so I can't allow the enemy to cause me to entertain anything. So no, I don't pay attention to sideshow distractions. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what the economy looks like. I don't care what my body looks like. I don't care what my account looks like. I don't care what my kids look like. I don't care what my marriage will look like. I stand on the word of God. Why? Because when I stand on the word of God, it makes me unstoppable. What does it mean to be unstoppable? It means that if you got a bad marriage, then you can have a good marriage. It means if your bank account is in the negative, it could be in the positive. It can go from positive. It can go from just being in the positive to you having more money than you have month. Then it can go from more money than you have, you have for a month and the more money you have for a quarter. And then you'll have enough money to pay all your bills for a year. And then you'll have enough money to leave money to your grandkids. But you got to choose to stand on the word. You can't observe the waves and the wind. Right? You got you to gotta stand on your word. You can't act in autonomy. So what does it mean to act in autonomy? I can't think that I know that my plans are better than God's plan. I can't think that my knowledge is better than God's knowledge. 
knowledge. Why? Because when I do that, I enter into pride. And when I enter into pride, I know that I'm I'm destined to fall. Why? Because I'm outside of humility. And when I'm outside of humility, I'm outside of honor. Therefore, I'm dishonoring God and I'm disobeying God. And when I disobey God, I receive those prepackaged consequences of sin. What's some prepackaged consequences of sin? When you live by yourself, then you're responsible for yourself. When you live by yourself, you're responsible for yourself. But when I live by God's standards, God's responsible for me. So why I keep talking about uh, my words? Because your confession, that word confession means homilogio in the Greek. And it says to say what God has said, or in other words, be in agreement with him. And Proverbs 18.21 says, death and life are in our what? Our tongue. Death and life are in our tongue. That's why it's so important to be making those positive confessions. It's so important to be making those affirmations. And I'll tell you, Pastor uh, said it on Sunday, and I'll put it on the screen now. Look, guys, your words matter. Um, and because of that, Pastor Edwin, and this is a brief, uh, shameless plug, Pastor Edwin and I created this program called Command Your Day. And Command Your Day is all about you doing just that, taking charge of your day, having the ability to dictate to you, your day how I'm going to feel. I, I love it. Uh, even in this message, <laughs> I found myself saying confessions. I, I am unstoppable. God has given me the power to conquer all things. There is nothing too great for God's word that lives on inside of me. I am a champion. I experience victory daily because that's how we start our day. I am not poverty. I don't live in poverty, sickness, or defeat. I am rich, I am abundant, and I am healthy. I am whole and complete. My family is healthy. Why? Because when you begin to form those words, it shapes your it shapes your world. Word world. I don't care what happens today. I will not lose my happiness. Happiness belongs to me. It is an inheritance from God. I operate in abundance of joy. Why? Because when I begin to command my words into the earth, the day has to form around my expectation. And so that's what command your day is. It is, it is, is messages sent to you in your email each day so that you can start your day off right, commanding that. And for right now, it's from, from now to J January the 15th, if you use the codes New Year or, or Early Bird, you get a, a, a discount. All right. But I encourage you guys to go over, run over there and join, man, because right now we are growing so much and we're hearing testimonies. So I wanted to give you guys, uh, let you guys know about that. All right. And so let's wrap up. Uh, so the confession means, homie, though, to say what God says, because when I'm in agreement with God, when I follow after his word, it makes me unstoppable. But here's the thing that we're going to hang our hat on tonight uh, as we end uh, is Romans 1 and 16, 1, 16 and 17. I will not be ashamed of the gospel. Right. That's what it says. But so many of us are ashamed of the gospel. What is the gospel? It's the good news that causes us to be unstoppable. It's a too good to be true news of Jesus Christ. But when we are afraid to say what God says, then we are giving up on our on his power. So how do what's that word ashamed mean? Ashamed means to be disgraced, to be personally humiliated. So a lot of times this is what happened. How do I, how am I ashamed of the word, Ralph? Because you feel like you're misplacing your confidence and your trust when you try to believe God. You feel like he gonna let you down. 
that's that's the, those are signs of shame, right? If you like, man, I'm not sure if this word of 2021 is going to uh, come to pass. That's misplaced confidence. That's that's something you thinking he's going to let you down. But you got to know that God can be trusted. We've been using that scripture over and over again. God can be trusted. So how else is shame showing up? Shame is like, shame is saying, I I, I know God told me to start the business, but I don't want to tell nobody because uh, uh, if I tell them, then I'm, somebody may hold me accountable because you did what part of what Pastor Evans did. You, 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 you tamed your team. So you got a team of people around you who's going to encourage you to follow God. And you know, the moment you tell them uh, to follow that God told you to start the business, they're going to be on you about starting a business. You know, when God when God, you tell them that God told you that this is a year to buy the house and they will be on you about buying the house. But because you are ashamed of the gospel, because you miss, you don't have confidence and trust in the gospel, because you think God will let you down, you are ashamed of the gospel, right? And that's what the, he tells us, that we cannot be ashamed of the gospel, because when you're ashamed of the gospel, then the gospel can't make things true in your life. He can't make things true in your life. Let me pull that up real quick. I didn't have it in my notes. It says, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel. And this is what it says. I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings what? Salvation to everyone who believes. First to the Jew and then to the Gentile. For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed a righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as it is, just as it is written, the righteous should live by faith. So I'm not ashamed of the gospel because I know the gospel has power. I know I'm not ashamed of the gospel because I know I can place my confidence and trust in God. I'm not ashamed of the gospel because I know He will not let me down. I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it brings me unto salvation. And that word salvation is more than just long life. It's I mean life eternity with Jesus. It's about being safe and secure from all the attacks of the enemy. I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is the gospel that causes the weapons of the enemy to be quenched. He says, I'll quench all the fiery darts of the enemy. I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it's the gospel that pre that prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Uh, I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is the deutimous power, the supernatural ability of God causing my life to be better. I'm not ashamed because I trust God. But when I feel like I can't trust God, when I feel like my confidence is misplaced, when I feel like he won't come through, I become ashamed of the gospel and I don't believe the word and therefore I don't manifest anything. Right? So I got to be unashamed. What, what does unashamed mean? I, I'm confident in God and it, my plate, my confidence is not misplaced. I proclaim it, I believe it, and I apply it. My actions match my words, my words match my heart. That's what happens when you get behind the word and you become unstoppable. Some of us are afraid to say what God has said because we're really unsure about his ability to bring it to pass. We cover it up as not sharing a vision with haters, but the fact is you are afraid to confess what you are ashamed. Until your faith in God is greater than your fear of failure, until your faith in God is greater than your fear of people or change, then you will not experience God's best. And see, you got to go back to that uh, scripture. It says, 
because of their unbelief, God was able to, he wasn't able to do many miracles. Don't be satisfied with trinkles. Don't be satisfied with, you know, when it gets real cold outside in the, in the old school houses, they tell you, leave your faucet dripping. Don't be satisfied with drippings when God wants you to have abundance, right? Don't be satisfied with that. No one can stop your progress but you. What God has established, nobody can deter. God made a covenant with Abraham to bless us. And that Abrahamic covenant still existed with us. God says, I will bless you. He says, I look over my word to ensure that it happens. He says, as long as I exist, he says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never fail. God's word won't fail you. So I dare you in 2021 to, to believe God wholeheartedly. I dare you in 2021 to observe God and not the wind or the waves. I dare you to not compare. In 2021, I dare you not to compare. It doesn't matter what other people are doing. It doesn't matter what's happening in their life. I dare you not to compare because when I compare, doubt enters my life. In 2021, I dare you to take God seriously. I dare you to be unashamed of the gospel. If he tells you that this is your year to get a house, you go after it. If he tells you that this is a year to sow the greatest amount of money into the kingdom you ever had, then this is the year you do it. If he tells you that this is the year that your healing will manifest, then you go after your healing. If he tells you that this is the year that the weight comes off, that your marriage is whole, that your mind is restored, that relationships are restored, that, that you are promoted in your job, that you are debt delivered from debt, that you owe no man nothing but to love him, I dare you this year to receive the release that God has for you. I dare you to do it because when you begin to follow after the word, nothing you think that could stop you will be able to stop you. Just think of some things that you, you, you think that can stop you. And I bet in the word, uh, I challenge you this week to think of all the things that you think that can stop you and then go find how God has already overcome those things in the word. In the middle of the desert, people thought that people would dehydrated. God caused rivers in the in the desert. In the middle of a cemetery in Ezekiel 37, I mean, people think that nothing can, nothing lives in a cemetery and God calls flesh and breathe into those bones and cause them things to live again, right? In the middle of facing the sea, God parted a sea for the children of Israel to go across, right? God, in, in the middle of a famine, a woman was in the middle of a famine. She had to leave her house, came back seven years later, and God restored everything that she would have had had she had her, had her form and everything been operating back that it was supposed to operate for those seven years. What do you think can stop God, baby? I mean, think about the word. I mean, what can you think can stop God? He's done it all. Moses thought that his stuttering speech can stop him, and he became a leader to lead the children of Israel out. What do you think can stop God? And then when you begin to think about the word, has he not already overcome it? Has it has has the word not already overcome everything? Ha, ha, does it not have the power to raise the dead? Does it not have the power to part seas? Does it not have the power to provide in a famine? Does it not have the power to take two two fish and five loaves of bread and feed five thousand? Does it not have the power to multiply? Does it not have the power to bring abundance? Does it not have the power to separate? The word of God has the power, but the question is. Do you observe the wind and the waves or are you following after the word? We got to stop running around like a bunch of Clark Kent's. We're walking around with the ability to be a superhero, 
but won't ever put on our cape. Look at your neighbor and say, hey, hey, stop being Clark Kent. Put on your cape. What's your cape? The cape is the word of God. But what's your kryptonite, Shane? What's your kryptonite? Doubt. What's your kryptonite? Unbelief. What's your kryptonite? Inaction. What's your kryptonite? Disobedience. But you run around here like Clark Kent, like you don't have power. And then the whole time, you got the power to change your situation because you have the ability to talk. You have the ability to believe. You have the ability to obey. And as long as you have those abilities, baby, you can change your situation. You can't be scared to change in 2021. I have to make the confession. I'm not, I'm not afraid of wealth. I'm not afraid of abundance. I'm not afraid of having more because if you're afraid of having more than enough, then you will always limit yourself to having just enough to go on a vacation. You have just enough to, to, to buy, splurge on this. You have just enough to do it, but you won't ever experience. I'm tired. I'm tired of trinkles. I'm tired of drip drops. This is a year I go into the word of God and I and I allow the word of God to rain on me like, like Niagara Falls coming over the mountain, like a waterfall drenching me. I want to be drenched this year, Lord. But you know how I'm going to get there? Because I'm going to obey God. I'm going to say what he has said. I'm not going to observe the wind and I'm not going to observe the waves. I, I, I won't live life having just enough. I won't live life by having just more than enough. I want to live life where my today sets up my great grandchildren. I want to be drenched with what God has for me. And, and, and here's 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 what I want to tell you. And, and, and if you guys can hang on just a couple minutes. As I was preparing for this, the Lord just kept impressing upon me the number 10. He's like, 10, Ralph. He's like, 10. And I'm like, what in the world does 10 mean, Lord? He's like, and, and, and this is the word he told me, but I, I believe it is for anybody that chooses to, to, to grab hold, hold of it. That word, he's like, I'm going to restore you where you should have been had you obeyed me for the last 10 years. He's like, and I was like, okay, God, I was like, tell me more. I was like, what, what are you saying? And so I looked up the number 10. Now, the number 10 means God's government, his responsibility. It means law and completeness. It's a symbol of obedience and responsibility of people towards God's land. And I was like, man, what have we been talking about? We've been talking about this is the year release, right? This is year great harvest. He says, it's God's government. It's God's government. It's God's responsibility. He said, it's a symbol of obedience and responsibility of people towards the land. He says, I'm releasing completeness and restoration to all of those who will receive it through obedience. I'm restoring the last 10 years. I'm bringing you to what you should have had, had you been perfect and obeying. I'm redeeming time. I'm redeeming money. I'm redeeming relationships, health, bodies, mind, and emotions. And I'm, re I'm re uh, redeeming scars from trauma. He says, I'm a great big God and I'm capable of all that I have said. Obey me and see 2021 released to you a decade of harvest. 
And when he said that, it reminded me of Pastor Sean said in September. She says, don't despise the little things that God has told you to do because it's those little things that's going to do what? What did she say? Set up the next seven to 10 years of your life. He says in 2021, we'll release to you a decade of harvest. You won't have to look for it. It will overtake you. You seek me and harvest will seek you. He says, you don't even got to look for it. If you find yourself obeying in 2021, if you find yourself being responsible for God's government, if you find yourself abiding by his kingdom, what's going to happen for you is that you're going to be redeemed, right? You're going to be redeemed. He says, I'm going to move you forward as if you obeyed everything perfectly for the last 10 years. Why? He says, because I am a great big God and I'm capable of doing what I say. And so God, I, so I said, God, I receive it. I receive acceleration because that's what Pastor Evans talking about. When we align with the word, when we agree with the word, we'll be advanced. God is going to advance you this year farther than you've ever experienced before. He's going to redeem you from those past trauma. Some of you are carrying around trauma from years ago. He says, this is a year to be redeemed from trauma. This is a year to forgive. This is a year to, to move forward in your money. So so don't minimize. Don't think that you it's going to take time. The Lord is going to rapidly do things for you. And he says, I'm a great big God and I'm capable of doing all I've said. So you guys, this year, I dare you not to compare. I dare you to believe God. I dare you not to observe the wind. And I'm talking to myself, Ralph, I dare you to, to be obedient, to exemplify perfect obedience. I dare you to put your soul, your mind, your will, your imagination, your intellect in a perfect agreement and alignment with God so that you may be advanced. I dare you to believe that God is big enough to do exactly what he said. I dare you to eliminate all plans B's. I dare you to believe God and have confidence in him so that you may become unstoppable in everything that God has said, you will see this year. Why? As Fellowship of San said, tend me, Lord. God, I receive, I receive. I received acceleration as if I obeyed everything perfectly for the last 10 years. I received that, Lord. Why? Because I will be a person who exemplifies responsibility by obeying your word. Amen. So you guys, I dare you. I dare you to believe. That's my challenge to you. You, you tried it your way. I've tried it my way for 37 years, almost 38 in March. And, and, and I ain't always did it God's way, but I... I'm challenging myself just to trust God, to not be ashamed of the gospel, to not think that I'm misplacing my confidence. I dare you to believe. And part of it, and part of that obedience is sowing. I dare you to, I dare you, if you're not a tither, I dare you to become a tither. If you are a tither, I dare you to give every time God said give. I dare you to ask God for opportunities to give, right? And, and, and FOC is a good ground. I'm not sure where the, let me find a giving banner. Because you guys can sow. You need to be sowing. You need to be sowing into the word. I don't see it. Maybe somebody could post it. Uh, you need to be sowing into the word. Why? Because sowing is what it enables you to reap. You don't see a farmer going out there talking about, man, I'm going to have harvest this year in 2021. They're going to release all things to me, having never sown a seed. That doesn't make sense. So if you want to see harvest, you got to sow. 
So I encourage you to sow seeds. Go to focchurch.com, right? So go to Tively. Uh, go to PushPay. Download the app so that you can sow into the Word of God. I'm going to put it up here. But this is the one that kind of looks funky. But you can text to give. Uh, you can do that as well. But man, I, I'm, I'm so encouraged by the Word. I'm so uh, uh, excited because I'm telling you, if you stagger not, don't observe the wind. Don't observe the observe the ways. Be like Peter when God said, "Come." As long as Peter focused on God, he overcame everything in the natural. And that's your word. I want to tell you: as long as you focus on the word, then it will overcome everything in the natural. It'll overcome depression. It'll overcome your bank account. It'll overcome the bad things in your marriage. It'll overcome all that. You got to stick to the word. You got to obey God. You got to do what he says do. So last thing I want to do is that if you don't know Jesus, um, I want you to message me or message FOC. I like to pray with you, but not only would I like to pray with you, I also like uh, to be able to get you connected to a ministry, whether that's our ministry or another ministry. But this is not the year. If you want to rededicate your life, you may say, you may say, God, you know what? And, and I say rededicate is, I mean, you, if you saved, you saved, but you like, God, I need to come back home. I ain't been taking you seriously. I ain't been I ain't been taking your word seriously. I've been ashamed of some things that you told me can have. I could have. I ain't been confessing your word the way I've been needing confessing. I ain't been praying. I ain't been doing any of those things. So God, I want to come back home. If that's you, just say, God, I I'm coming back home. Just type it. I'm coming back home. I will take God seriously. I will take him at his word. And in 2021, I would dare to believe. I would dare to follow God in everything he has for me. I will not observe the wind. I will not observe the waves. I will come the same way Peter said, uh, did. And I will walk on those things. Right? That's what I'm going to do. Come back home. And if you don't got a church home, make Fellowship of Champions your church home. Why? Because partnership has its privileges. If you want to be a partner, join us right there. The link is on there. Become a partner because we don't we don't we don't think we go together unless you tell us. So uh, I see Joshua said, "I'm coming home." I hear you, Joshua. I'm coming home, man. And I'll be honest. There are some things, you know. Uh, uh, it's like I come visit the house for a while, but then I go back. I'm coming home. I'm staying home in all things. You know, you be good in some things, but I'm coming. I'm coming back to the crib. Uh, I'm coming back home. Why? Because like I said, this is the year to be drenched in the blessings of God. This is no more drip drop, no more faucet drippings, no more little miracles here. Every day I'm going to command my day and I declare that I see everything that God has for me. I'm coming back home. I, I, I'm making the kingdom my crib. That's my dwelling place. So you guys be blessed. I love you. Join us Sunday for uh, Sunday service. Like I said, it'll all be seamless on Sunday. So you can just come back to this page and you'll be able to get worship at 930. And then when she goes off, then immediately Pastor Edward and Pastor Shanna come on. And so uh, so that and make sure that you're on Sunday because it's going to be good. The foundations uh, setting a foundation was this past Sunday. If you didn't go listen to that word, I encourage you to go back and listen to that word. All right. And then Monday mindset at noon, Sean Strickland on Facebook. Tuesday night at prayer, 8 p.m., and then Wednesday back here for a refreshed Bible study. Thanks so much for hanging out with me. I see some. It's 28 of y'all still on here. I mean, troopers, all right? It's Bible study for a reason because we talk about the word. But, but what I want to do more than talk about the word, grab hold of the word and make it your truth. 
and, and let's both, this all of us together, let's make 20, 10 me Lord, right? 10 me Lord. Let's make this year arm loads of blessings our reality so that we can have more people coming to Christ because they'll see the goodness of God that overflows in our life and they'll want to know the God that we serve. All right, you guys be blessed. I'm out of here. Love you so much. See you guys Sunday.